On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, listen in from the Hyperfast Hangover event as Carrie Scholl presents five tips to boost your business. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Scholl and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. So five tips to boost your business, and I hope that this really helps accelerate. We've talked about being in the hangover stage, and it's kind of hazy, and we've all been hungover before. Most of us have. I have many times. I do like to drink. Um, And so my goal is to bring you out of that haze into clarity into the place where you are feeling propelled into the future, right? And sometimes to get there, we have to dig deep into the hard work. And so some of these tactical things are going to be really easy. Some are going to be hard. And I think you guys already know enough about me. So I'm going to jump right in. So it's right now, in my opinion, one of the most important things you can do is deepen relationships. Uh, One of the strategies that I have done over the last two months, three months, that's how I actually met some of Mike's friends that I didn't know, was I started realizing, oh, I'm, I like talking. I like teaching. Like I, all of you know, I'm deeply committed to helping other people be more successful. And so I started doing webinars with other people in my network to teach about topics. And so one of the things I just told my team, I have a webinar that I didn't even do yet with someone in the community and she's already given me a $1.2 million uh, referral and she knows hundreds of real estate agents. I promise I wouldn't have got that referral if we didn't start collaborating on this effort where I'm trying to help her grow her business. So there's a lot of ways to deepen relationships, but I want you to take out a piece of paper right now and we're going to just write down five people in each of these categories. I want you to write it down your SOI. So the the people that I want you to think of are people who have the opportunity to not just refer you one, but to refer you many people. Okay. And if you've done this exercise with me before, that's okay. Go deeper, figure out a different five, think a little differently about who might be a good person for you to write down. Then I want you to think about your past clients. Who is a raving fan of yours? Um, who's somebody that if you told their story to others, it could be powerful. So I'm going to give you a few segments to consider. Sadly, because of coronavirus, people being in a home together, we all know that the divorce rates are going to go up, right? Because people have had no escape and finances are stressful. There's all of these patterns that lead us to know that divorce is going to be more prevalent. Bankruptcy is going to be more prevalent, right? So knowing that, Deepening your relationships with clients that you've helped who are going through a divorce or with clients that you help that might be a divorce attorney or a judge or something like that. Think about those people. Okay. And then prospects. I'm sure all of you have certain prospects that, you know, if I were to get this relationship and really do an amazing job for them, it's the president of the PTA, or they're really involved in this association for chiropractors. And I could get into that 
whole group of people and really have an impact. So think about that, at least five people that you identify, okay? Vendors. So this would be a lender, a home inspector. Um, a Actually, the person I was speaking about earlier is someone who is an interior designer and a stager, okay? So if I were to think about a vendor, I might think, oh, but there are so many other real estate agents that they know. That's okay. I want you to think who has a big audience, who's someone that you can potentially add value, and we're going to talk about how to do it in their business. Okay. So here is an example. I'm going to just play this video for you because I'm really big on leveraging video in your business. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really big on leveraging video in general, but I want you to listen to this because it's a really simple example. Hopefully my internet will be strong enough that you can hear it. This is Kyle, by the way, from my team. He's a total badass. Hey, Simon. It's Kyle. Uh, just saw some people biking out there and reminded me of you. So I figured I'd send a little video over so you didn't forget this face. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to say hi, my man. We need to jump on a phone or uh, go get some dinner or something sometime so we can uh, rehash. Uh, it's been a little bit. So uh, I wanted to see how the bathroom renovations are going, uh, see how Natalia is doing. hope everything is well. But I'm sure we'll reach out and uh, let's get some dinner sometime or get on the phone. See you, brother. Awesome. So the reason that I wanted to, to show you that, it's super conversational. I love doing videos in the car when you're not driving, by the way. When you're driving, it really upsets people. I know this from FaceTime Live. They do not like it. Um, but if you do a video like this and you send it, you just wrote down a total of 20 people, right, from all of those categories. And if some of you worked a little harder, you could make it longer than that. My challenge here for you is send an individual video. Like you noticed he brought up things that he knew about their life. He said this gentleman's wife's name. He made it so that their connection was more tangible, right? So this is just a very conversational, easy video. If you're trying to develop a relationship with someone new, you might want to approach the conversation a little differently. So let's imagine there was a divorce attorney that I saw that did a really good job with a certain case and, or that I heard about um, from someone else. I wanted an introduction, but it was like a friend of a friend of a friend, right? I might send a video that says, hey, I keep hearing, hey, if it was, his name was Kyle. Hey, Kyle, my name is Carrie Scholl. I run the largest real estate team in the DMV and I'm reaching out because I heard about the job you just did for uh, Frank. Frank shared with me that you really, he felt like you really were someone that he could trust and that protected his best interests. And I'm looking for a diverse attorney like that to refer to clients. So if you have the capacity to take on more business, please get back to me and let me know that's something you're interested in. You think if you do that message to a divorce attorney, they wouldn't say, yes, they're interested in that, right? It's an illogical thing. The logical answer is absolutely. So the key points in the video is show them that you care, make it personal, tell them who you, how you're serving clients, right? And ask if they know of anyone that you can support. So you can do this in multiple steps in the video. You can also make sure right now, given everything that's going on, that you're wishing them safety and health because a lot of people are concerned about that. So those are just some tips for an easy way. And 
your past clients, them seeing your face is important, right? So if you're not doing video retargeting where you're educating them or you're showing them some things they need to know about selling their home during coronavirus, market statistics, those are easy ways to leverage video that you can do with your iPhone with no, everyone says, oh, Carrie, do I need all, do I need um, a special microphone? Do I need a special camera? Like, Dan is the king of that. He has all of the contraptions and the technology. And But when you see me going live on social media, I'm doing it with my hand. And I'm sorry that it's shaky, but I prefer to be able to do it on the run and not have to plan ahead. And I'm very spontaneous in how I set these things up. So don't overcomplicate it. You don't need all of that stuff to be effective. What's most important is that the message comes from your heart and that you're really trying to add value to others. So I hope you take that list and you do a video for every person and you take action. That's the goal. Okay, then the next strategy is leveraging LinkedIn, right? So do me a favor, if you guys can just add in the chat, how many of you guys leverage LinkedIn in your video right now? I'm super curious. Some of you have have heard me talk about it, so you've already started trying it. But part of the reason that I'm getting you to think about divorce attorneys and think about it a little different is I want you to be looking for corporate accounts. And so I want you to constantly be expanding your network. And I think LinkedIn is a great way to do that. Every single day, part of the cadence of my day, besides Saturday and Sunday, every single weekday, I should say, I connect with at least 20 more people. And you can continue. You could start out connecting with five or 10 or 15. But what I do is go to the really influential people in my sphere that I know that they would be connected with other influential people. And then I go through their list and figure out who I want to connect with. Okay. And I'm constantly building that network and those relationships. And then I'm putting content out on LinkedIn so that those new relationships I'm in front of. So that's a really simple strategic thing that you can do that will instantly add value. Now, the other thing on LinkedIn that you can do, I, I realized I looked at my LinkedIn and I realized, oh my gosh, I think I'm pretty good at LinkedIn and I suck. So if you're watching right now, go on my LinkedIn and just check it out because I totally re-looked at the the way I was doing this. I had people who had endorsed me for skills, but I didn't have any recommendations on there. I had like three and all of a sudden I decided, all right, I am going to commit to this and I am going to get a lot of recommendations. And I think we were able to get about 39 recommendations in two days just by asking. So it's something that you can do for your clients for your SOI and for vendors, write a recommendation for them and then ask them to write a recommendation for you. Because if you write a recommendation for them, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. It's you adding value in advance before you're asking for something. So that's a good way to build your credibility on LinkedIn. And when people are, as they're building the network, when they go to your page, they're automatically going to be a lot more impressed with you when you have the recommendation. So this is just the steps that you need to follow to actually write the recommendation. And some of you already know how to do this. Just I want you to review this quickly so you can see it. You're just writing a personalized message and then sending the recommendation. Reach out to your network. Think about who will elevate your ROI and make it easy for them to get in relationship with you. 
And then the other key is just build this time into your daily routine, because if you don't plan for it and specifically put it in your calendar, it won't happen. I have one of my coaching clients that just relocated to a new area and he has really been focused on LinkedIn LinkedIn, and it's already helped him navigate relationships that he wouldn't have without doing it. So it's something that can be very empowering when you're trying to rebuild and all of us in some way are rebuilding right now. So I really, really encourage you to do this and not to be afraid if you haven't talked to someone before. That's all right. This is a place of connection and other people want to network and connect outside of the people they already know as well. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. Corporate accounts. So I'm obsessed with corporate accounts. Uh, If you know me, I'm always about how do I minimize the amount of time I have to put into something and maximize the amount of money that I can make, the relationships I can gain, the deals I can get done. However, whatever the angle is, critically important. So in my mind, if somebody can, if I can do one buyer presentation, and get 10 clients from one buyer presentation, can we all agree, I'm guessing we can, can we all agree that that's a better use of our time, right? We might not be as effective of getting all of those people to sign to work with us, but the follow-up is sure gonna be easier in the amount of total time you're gonna have to spend when you're teaching them all the educational piece of the process at one time, it's better. Then if you're, so that's an example of, I look at a buyer seminar, If you're able to get into a company to do that buyer seminar, that's a corporate account. So a lot of people do buyer seminars, but they do all the advertising and we do this too. So I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying if you can go into a corporation and they bring all the people together, that makes this even more powerful, right? So in my mind, go out, get the relationships that are going to lead to 5, 10, 15, 20 accounts. Okay. Ask them if you can go in and help. And right now people are dying for virtual content. They want connectivity. There's this whole thing like hashtag stay connected, right? It's because everybody is isolated in the way that they're, they're connecting virtually, but they haven't had the same human contact that we're used to. So doing an educational event where you provide value to their staff, and you educate them about the home buying process, about selling, about buying new construction. There's so many different angles of the education you can provide. People are looking for that and they're gonna be excited about it. So reach out to them, use LinkedIn, use your past relationships, send an email and go for it. So we talked about how to do that on LinkedIn, but be specific with who you're targeting when you're trying to figure out corporate accounts. Look for somebody who's a director of HR or the CEO of the company and tell them, hey, I know it's an isolating time and your staff, you're looking to constantly bring them together and add value. We do virtual events for companies. Sometimes we do lunch events, lunch and learns, and sometimes we do um, power hours where they get to learn and have a happy hour together which would be better for your staff? And would they be more interested in learning about the process of buying a home 
or selling a home, right? Because it all depends on the demographic of that company. Now, the other thing when you think about corporate accounts, and I just did an entire um, entire course on how to do this because it's it's strategic and you we have presentations built out for it. Like we've put together a lot of handouts, ad sets. But for me, I looked at it and I thought hospitals could be a gold mine, right? And I learned about this in one of my coaching um, coaching groups that I belong to because they said, if you go after sports teams, hospitals, corporations, and you present yourself instead of being a real estate agent as a community liaison, you're actually taking a lot of stress and burden away from the director or the recruiting director, right? The person who is running that, if they have a husband that they're trying to hire um, and the partner of that husband, the wife, the partner, they need to come to the area and they have to decide as a couple if it's the right move for their family. They need a community liaison. So when one person is interviewing, the other person can really be getting to know the area because often the person who is um, getting the partner, the husband, the wife, the person who's not getting the job they're really nervous about what that will mean for them. Often they have to find another job for that relocation to go through. And so our goal is always to, to be the community liaison for that recruiting department of whatever company so that we can help enroll the other person in the decision and get them excited about the area. That's a dramatic service. And so just one example, I asked Three of the doctors that I had worked with as clients in the past, I sent them an email, not even separate emails, together. And I said, request for help. I think that was the, the title. And I basically said, hey, do you guys know somebody who works in HR at the hospital in recruiting? I really need to connect with someone. I'm hoping to, um, hoping to reach out this week if you can just send an intro email. I got one of those intro emails. And the person that he connected to me actually said, oh my gosh, this is amazing timing. A friend of mine is opening. She's responsible for opening a new hospital and she needs help right now. So we got that account immediately and we immediately started getting introductions to all of the doctors that they were interviewing to come and open that hospital. It was incredible. So I want to encourage you guys to think about this. We already have relationships set up with retirement communities. Within our first week of setting up relationships with one of the local retirement communities, we already had a signed listing agreement from someone they referred us to. So you guys are all marketers and you're smart marketers. You know how to take a home and market it to the masses. Why not take a service or think about how you can support a corporation or another business and teach them what you already know about marketing to help them. That's exactly what we talked to the retirement community about. So we're always thinking, how can we creatively add value? That's what it's all about. When you get that, they say yes, and they're excited to work together. So we talked about all of these different segments, doctors introducing you, because a lot of you have worked with doctors, nurses, right? People who are working at the organizations, HR directors, people relocating to the area are huge, recruiters, so if there's separate standalone companies that are recruiters, I'm doing a webinar coming up in the next two weeks. I'm doing a two-part webinar with someone who runs a large recruiting firm. And the reason I decided to do the webinar with him is that I felt my clients would, be, would see that as valuable because they would be learning how to interview for a new job, 
what they need to do to get the interview. And then the second part is what they need to do to get the job. And I thought that's going to add value to the community. It's going to help me highlight this person who's recruiting C-level executives to the area. And he's going to remember that I tried to help him with his goal. And so likely if he has a C-level executive coming to the area and I just got him a bunch of potential business, he's going to refer that business to me. So just think about how you can take things you're already doing and, and provide value for others and yourself in multiple legs at the same time. Letters of the heart. So this is also something that I learned through a past program, right? This is just being, this is an example of one of mine. You can see, I don't dress up for them. I always include a picture, but this is us just laying in bed on a Saturday morning or something. And I usually think it's important to express something with vulnerability in here because you want people to like you. So the people who always talk about everything being perfect and everything that's going well, and they never talk about what's hard or what they're struggling with, people can't relate to that because all of us are struggling, right? We all have different things. So I encourage you to take the moments in life where something happens that you go, Ooh, I could have, I could have handled this differently, or I could have done this better. Or mine, this one, I was talking about screwing up my birthday program. So I'm big on gifting my clients for their birthdays and my friends. And I had a vendor that for at least six months was not delivering those gifts and was charging me for them. So I spent thousands of dollars thinking gifts were being delivered and they weren't. And I owned up to it. And I said, Hey, there's times when you think your business is running really well. And then you realize that's not happening. And so this was, this was me kind of owning that and sharing that vulnerability with past clients. And when you think about the reactions, I got people who said, I think that she actually said in this, uh, she put it on the refrigerator. This is a client who I have been inviting to events for years, but when I actually helped their family, my goodness, it was years ago, probably eight years ago. It was when I was personally the one that was at the kitchen table with them having the conversation. This is a huge C-level executive. He got the letter, wrote back. This is someone who we now have assigned the listing agreement with, and her buy process was rocky to say the least. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of upset. But because I stayed in touch with her for all these years, when I talked to her, she actually said, you were the best real estate agent we ever had right? And she's asking here about our guarantees, but this letter of the heart was the window into getting the feedback. So earlier, somebody asked, Carrie, what do we do if we haven't done a good job staying in touch with the clients? How do we then like bridge that gap? And my biggest advice to you is just dive in deep, send a letter saying, Hey, one of the things, listen to this, because this is the, this is the message. One of the things that I've realized in this time of isolation with coronavirus is how important relationships are to me. My family's been isolated. I've been isolated. And I thought about the people I care about. And I thought about you and I'm, I'm really committed to staying in better contact. And so I'm going to be sending letters on occasion just to let you know what's going on. I want you to also please reach out to me. Let me what's going on with you. Just welcome that connection and be vulnerable and saying, man, I, I lost track of what was important in my life and relationships are the most important thing. I got busy. And so I lost touch with some people who I really care about and I'm owning that gifting. So this is all about staying in front of the people who matter most, right? And the letter of the heart is a way to do that. Gifting is another way to do that. 
And so I do gifting for uh, engagements, celebrations, anniversaries, closings. Um, I do birthdays, even though if you read Giftology, it's a book about gifting. They specifically say not to do that. I do it anyway, right? Because I feel like birthdays are a big deal. And sometimes as we get older, people forget our birthdays. So for me, that's still something that I want to do. And I do personalized gifting as well. And obviously you see, we've now added in the slide, make sure your vendor is reliable due to our experience where some of our gifts weren't being delivered correctly. So we do some gift customizations and we also have changed up our birthday gift to be a little different than it used to be. We used to do cake pops and now we're doing more physical gifts. Thank you gifts, that kind of thing. What can I help you with with these tactics to grow your business? Is there anything that you have a question about? And I know for some of you, you do have a question, but you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm a little embarrassed to ask this, or I'm not sure how to approach it. Someone did ask a question earlier, so I'll answer that because that's been on my heart that I didn't get to it. Kim, it was you. What do you say when the seller says, I don't want to list with the virus around? So what I would say is a lot of times it's a misunderstanding from a lot of what's being presented in the media right now. So my first thing that you need to do is really dig deep into their why. If you don't understand why somebody wants to move and what it means in their life, you really don't know how to guide them in an impactful way. And that sounds cheesy or it sounds like, yeah, we all do that, but you don't all do it. I, uh, I have been watching a lot of presentations, um, listing presentations because they're on zoom. So I can actually preview them and learn from the conversations that people are having. And my team has a process, like they are really dialed in and our conversion is high. And yet sometimes when I listen, they got the surface why, but they didn't get the deep why. When you understand what's motivating someone to make a change, then in my opinion, you can address that fear. And if they're afraid of having people in their home or they're afraid of maybe buyers aren't out there, there's different fears. So first isolating why they would make the move and what would it mean in their life? The second part is important. What would it mean in their life if they did it? What fear, what pain, what struggle would they be moving away from if they made that move? Then the second piece is, what are they exactly afraid of? So with Corona, a lot of times they're afraid, okay, what if buyers don't come? So that's just a matter of us presenting the statistics. And in our market, prices are up about 6% from the same time last year. The average list price to sales price ratio is over 100% and homes are selling in about 14 days. Those are some pretty compelling facts, right? So when you have those facts, in my mind, it's super, super simple. You just present all of those facts to help eliminate some of their concerns. But same as when you're selling a home, if you just start fact dumping without understanding how the person thinks and their psychology, man, that doesn't work. So dig deep before you solve. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.